0: They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on Face to Face with Success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua. Saving you time, saving you money, putting you first.
1: You're listening to Face to Face with Success. I'm Nigiwe Bigicha. Sobe is tucked away in a quiet corner in Rivonia. On the outside, the building is unassuming, but once inside, the pastel colours, which are synonymous with the brand, pop out. It's a bustling place. It's the company headquarters, but also serves as a training facility, churning out sorbet beauty technicians and franchisees. I find 62 year old Ian Fur hunched over a desk, poring over a mountain of paperwork. In many of the articles that I've read, you're described as a serial entrepreneur. Um, You were once in retail and wholesale and that sort of thing. Quite a dramatic change to beauty. How did that come about?
0: Well, there have been a few others in between, so so there's been a mixture of different industries. And I, I think one of the attractions of going into a new industry is that you're not contaminated by the conventional wisdom of what is expected, what is right, what is wrong. So you come in with fresh eyes and, and you challenge the status quo. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, some industries sometimes get a little stale and you can come in and try and shake them up a mm-hmm.
1: little bit. Beauty is quite unlikely, though.
0: Yeah, very unlikely, especially, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not no, the I, face I of so bad. No, offense, but <laughs> I have yeah. no Yeah, no, I've, I, I never wanted to be on the bauble, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, well, well, it was, you know, it just was an opportunity. I, I think, you know, people say, why go into different industries? I, I think well, if you have a, a basic business philosophy, it really doesn't matter what industry you're in. You just have to then learn the nuances of that industry. But the basic philosophy will hopefully sort of keep you in good stead no matter where you are.
1: And what and, is and, that philosophy? And that,
0: that, that philosophy is our, our business philosophy, which... We call the soul of sorbet and, and it's really, if you try and analyse what has given us our competitive advantage, I would say it has to be the the attitude of our people. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know we, we're a fairly typical beauty salon. We offer pretty much the same treatments as most other salons. Uh, we we sell pretty much the same products. Our look and feel is a bit different, but. But other than that, you know, we're out there competing but you know, and most people can can copy those things. But it's very difficult to copy a culture. And I think that's where we, we come through strongly. So that culture, that philosophy of people before profit has always been my sort of driving business philosophy, and it didn 't really matter what industry you could still apply those things mm-hmm. and I think that was yeah. the and
1: what business model have you pursued? is this a franchise
0: yes it's yeah. predominantly franchised mm-hmm. we have one hundred and seventy eight stores now and uh, probably only four or five of those are company owned so mm-hmm. very large majority are franchised and we we strongly believe in the franchise model because of our the personal nature of our service that we provide, Mm -hmm. we need people that are really committed and passionate about Mm -hmm. making sure the guest is happy. Mm -hmm. And that is very difficult to do with an employee, Mm -hmm. much easier with a person who is invested in the business.
1: Sure. So having had successes then in various industries and various sectors, Mm -hmm. what is your definition of success?
0: I think if you narrowed it down to one basic principle, it's it's the concept of people first. And not just the people who are the customers, but the people who are working in the business. We, we believe that the most important people in our business are our staff. We call them our citizens. Um, more important even than the customers, which might seem a bit strange to some people because if we don't if we don't get our staffing right and the attitudes of our people right, it doesn't matter what we do, the customers are never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. We call them our guests. Okay. Our, our guests are not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So we focus very strongly on, on the people side. And it's about, it's called servant leadership, really. That I mean, that is our, our philosophy. And it's about serving the people who are serving the people and it's a very simple philosophy and it's something that we, we hold very dear to our, our hearts and we call it the soul of Sorbet and Sobe, which is a combination of servant leadership, of people before prophets, of community building, and I'll talk about that in a moment, mm-hmm. and then of course uh, passionate service. Mm-hmm. Community building is also a very big part of it, alongside servant leadership, we, we believe we, that in South Africa we haven't really been able to ever see that wonderful rainbow nation that everyone spoke about in the yeah. early days of Madiwa and yeah. all that. And uh, I've, I've been involved in race relations consulting yeah. and I truly feel that South Africa is not dealing with the racial issues in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of being swept under the carpet in most companies. And we, we try and tackle it because despite the fact that we haven't been able to build a rainbow nation, we, we, we're trying very hard to build a little rainbow community mm-hmm. in, in Sorbet and getting people to understand the need to accept and tolerate and respect mm-hmm. you know, people who are different to you. Mm-hmm. And, and in so doing, build a strong community because without that platform, without that foundation, it's really difficult to go out there and serve your guests mm-hmm. to the very best of your ability because there's too much mm-hmm. stuff undermining mm-hmm. that community that needs to be addressed first. So we put a lot of em- emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. So if you have, if you can build an environment in which people are comfortable mm-hmm. it's much more likely they'll go out and serve their guests well. Mm-hmm. So it's not only about salary or about the equipment, it's obviously also about training and mm-hmm. development it's about support and encouragement and uh, most importantly it's about respect and dignity mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's been an important element for us we, mm-hmm. we truly believe that if we get that part of it right then the rest falls into place mm-hmm. and that we try and teach our people that the purpose of work is to serve mm-hmm. as is the purpose of life mm-hmm. is to serve people and if you, you know, if you come there purely to make money you've essentially come to the wrong place.
1: I'm curious because you describe it as a business philosophy, as the soul of Solveig, what you've applied to the success of this business. Yeah. What is your own personal philosophy? Are they closely aligned intertwined? Yeah.
0: Identical. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've you know, been raised like that or I've, I sort of grew up like that and I've never varied or swayed from that belief. Yeah. So, so the purpose... And I think when yeah. I was young and naive, I was pretty much... You know, I thought success was about money and power and influence. Mm. And as as I as I got involved in my early businesses, particularly in the light of the socio-political environment in which we were running our business, we were, our customers were black, our staff were all black. In the early days, I was in retailing a place called Kmart that became Supermart, mm-hmm. that became. Checkmarked ultimately. <laughs> um, I learned a hell of a lot of important things there. Number one was that you couldn't ignore the socio political environment in which you were working because you, know, you cannot expect people to leave their issues outside of the workplace mm-hmm. because they come with it. It's like saying, you know, leave your brain somewhere mm-hmm. else and then come to work. So we, we tried to accommodate all of that, and in so doing, I changed my management style from a top-down demanding you know controlling environment to a bottom-up nurturing and uplifting mm-hmm. and that's what servant leadership is mm-hmm. it's about giving people the opportunity which is one of the greatest gifts of all is giving people an opportunity to reach their full potential mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of our time is spent in, in upliftment Mm-hmm. and you know, trying to get people to realize that they're here m- much more than to do a job. Mm-hmm. They're here to touch the lives of people and, and at all levels, whether it's our own citizens or our guests. If you think that you are out there making people feel good about themselves, then you're doing something meaningful and you're making a true contribution to the society in mm-hmm. which you live. But if you come there just to make money, then, then you're going to take a lot of shortcuts. And you're not really going to serve with the passion that we, we look for. Mm-hmm. We call those people eye specialists. They specialize <laughs> in themselves and all they want is money. And when am I going to get paid? And why didn't I get paid for working a few hours overtime there? And, this. and we just try and turn that around and say, you're out there making a difference. Mm-hmm. You truly are an important Element of society because look how many people get happy mm-hmm. when after you finished with them
1: yeah.
0: and and then if you do that well the money will come you see but if mm-hmm. you focus on the money it doesn't always mean that the service is
1: going to be great sure sure you've now expanded abroad as well yes. um, how's that going
0: well we've just opened our third store in London and we have a fourth one coming in February and it's a it's a whole new ball game starting again from scratch and pretty hard to be honest, but we, we have a long-term view and that's the thing about being entrepreneurial is you have to take a long-term view. Mm-hmm. You have to use a bit of intuition, mm-hmm. which is that sort of feeling that you are doing the right thing even though you don't have the, the evidence mm-hmm. to prove it. And it takes a bit of courage and stamina and mm-hmm. determination mm-hmm. to see it through on the long haul. Uh, but we're be confident because there are no branded beauty salon chains in the UK, not one. Mm-hmm. So there's a big gap there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big gap in the market, we mm-hmm. just got to make sure that there's a market in the gap. Mm-hmm. So we, we're working <laughs> on that. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm curious about what you said about yeah. having to start again all the yes. time and you're exploring a new market. Mm. Does that ever get exhausting because it, you yeah. keep yeah. having to yeah. you know, yeah. to start yeah. again?
0: Yeah, Sometimes you, you tend to start questioning your Personal sanity. And <laughs> and you think, what am I doing, and why am I and doing this? But I, you know, I have always believed that only statues stand still, mm-hmm. and you just have to keep growing and doing new stuff. Otherwise, you might as well just lie down and die. There's, mm-hmm. there's no point. You know? mm-hmm. I, I cannot believe that we're all on this earth purely to enrich ourselves. We have a purpose, and outlet, you know, that purpose is to make a difference in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And by doing these things, you know, we believe we are making a difference. So we have you know, over two, about two and a half thousand citizens now throughout the country, all in the Sorbet community. Um, we're doing over two hundred thousand treatments a month. Okay. It's it's yeah, you know, it's become mm-hmm. substantial, and so we are making a difference. And. And that is what drives me. I've got my three children in the business and that's very, very rewarding Fantastic. watching them grow and, and do their thing. So, as long as you keep stimulated I don't think I'll ever stop. Okay. I, I do all the, the personal I mean I do all the induction training myself. I,
1: do. Because hey. I was about to say because you we're here at your offices uh, and yeah. your institution. You're still clearly very much hands on.
0: Yes. Yeah. I I'm, you know, absolutely committed to doing the induction training because mm-hmm. it's so important that our people understand the philosophy of the business. So I do it here in Cape Town, in Durban, in London, and wherever mm-hmm. I need to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of my role, is living and sharing mm-hmm. the culture of this business.
1: Right. And what would be your top three pieces of advice?
0: Be? I, I think the number one thing without question is put people first. Mm-hmm. You know. Don't go into business to make money. Go into business to serve the needs and wants of people, mm-hmm. and do that really well, and I have no doubt you'll make lots of money. Mm-hmm. But you just need to understand why you're in business. Too many people think the why is the money. But in actual fact, the money is always just the result. It's never the purpose.
1: You've been listening to Face to Face with Success. I'm Nigiwe Bigicha.
0: They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua. Saving you time, saving you money, putting you first.
1: Find more real success stories at thesolutionslab.co.za.